Hey everybody, this is Dante with Five Songs or Less, and today I'm punishing Danny with L1011. Hey Danny, how are you? Frankly, Dante, I'm a little pissed off. Oh, okay. Uh, at the the world, at your children, at your lovely cat, or at something else. I mean, I can't think of anything else that would piss you off. It has to do with the songs I was given, and I don't know if you want to talk about it yet. I'll talk about anything. L1011 has a song called Ian McKay Was Right and You Didn't Give It To Me. <laughs> well... Yeah, what do you I, know what's a what's a fact about Danny? What's a fact about Danny? <laughs> likes t-shirts. I do like t-shirts. Likes Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Also true. Probably likes Star Wars t-shirts. Sometimes. Oh, boy, kind of running dry here on my. Whenever, uh, whenever you had a Scarona night, if you will. Oh no. And Danny came to a Scarona night the one time I did. <laughs> did I partake in any of the Corona? Uh, you on didn't. This Scarona night? You did not? No. And I think you probably reluctantly participated in the Scrubs part of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's also true. <laughs> you know who Ian McKay is, right? Yes, I know who Ian McKay is. You know that I've been straight edge my entire life, right? Yeah, and I, I don't fault you for it. That you gotta give me the song Ian McKay was right, even though there's no lyrics. Well, so here's the here's the other thing that you don't know. I'm assuming okay. you don't know. Okay. I did give you a straight edge song. <laughs> did you? Yes, I did. Oh, you did. You did. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Yes. So, uh, why don't you get off your fucking medium horse? <laughs> And uh, I, I gave you, these songs are about nothing. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I know like three Fugazi songs. I, I don't care about being straight edge. I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I only care that I give you the five songs that I think A, represent this band which, frankly, you could do with one, and B, would be musically appealing to you. I could have fucking, like, re... I could have sent you MP3s and just retitled um, Marriages of the New Going Steady. I could have retitled it Ian McKay Was Right, and you would have been fine with it. Like, it wouldn't matter. So if I need to, like, dangle that, like... Carry it for you I, if I need I to. I pandered to you and gave you a sports song. I re- yeah, and I respect you more than you respect me. So, oh, I, I'm sorry. I will try to package things in a more Danley-friendly manner from did now say, on. Did you say Danley? Did I say Danley? <laughs> well, listen, Danley. Maybe you, you weren't, if you weren't already attacking me at the beginning of this episode, I would learn your name. Oh man, I've been I've been waiting to to talk about this. You kind of scared <laughs> since me since I ever since I saw that song title. It's <laughs> like what the fuck? I think I texted you. You about did it. text me, <laughs> and I care as much now as I did then. That song's not at all. That song is not. It, it's yeah, meh, meh. Did you listen to it? No, I did not because I'm a good boy. <laughs> I'm not really pissed off. I don't actually care. I just 
you saw care. that song you title, and I was you like, care a little. What the fuck? Yeah, I do care a little. And also, it's does, true. Um, if this band had a song called Wave File of a Bubble, would you believe it? Uh, yeah. 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 Totally. Um, at the end of the Trail of Dead episode, I told you this was going to be the next band coming your way, mm-hmm. and you kind of went, huh. <laughs> like... You, I imagine you did that thing a dog does when they see something they don't understand and they kind of like <laughs> cock their head to the side and they go, Rrr. like, that was the kind of vibe you were given. Um, you knew what the band was, like you'd heard mm-hmm. of them before. Yes. But you were kind of curious, surprised. Maybe you didn't know I liked them. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when I gave you this band? Probably all of those. Um, with a little little uh, excitement too because kind of like i said i had listened to the first album once probably and always kind of meant to follow up on them as as they came out with new albums but just never did and came through sacramento quite a few times um and never went to see them so yeah i, I was surprised i was uh excited maybe should we let people know that this is the uh we're now in like hour 3.5 maybe four mm-hmm. of recording today so we might just yeah. default to stream of consciousness yeah yeah definitely i think so. that's kind of how our well our trail of dead episode was very late mm-hmm. did we do that the same day as the waxwing episode no we did them different did different, different days okay but yeah I, I could see us getting a little a little punch drunk here but not actually drunk no 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 because one of us is straight edge and one of us uh, <laughs> learned the hard way one too many scaronos huh yeah yeah amongst uh amongst other beverage uh entertainment combinations that shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and now now that combo is podcast record blueberry sparkling water this might be worse actually this might be (laughs) this is more of a rock bottom (laughs) You're an adult now. Yeah. You're making a podcast that nobody needs and you're drinking sparkling water. I'm drinking a beverage nobody <laughs> needs. <laughs> like there this offers absolute like no no function um and certainly no like chemical like reprieve from the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um n- not to condone um purposefully like giving yourself a chemical imbalance um but i certainly understand it It, it's like the difference between like i never understood why people smoke cigarettes i 100 percent understand why people smoke pot Mm -hmm. like it's just like i don't i don't do it but i get it um yeah i don't i'm 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 smoking cigarettes right now is what i'm saying drinking sparkling water is smoking cigarettes where I'm fucking in the pocket of Big Bubble, <laughs> and it's gonna take uh, Errol Morris mm-hmm. to to expose them and and help me get on the right track. Sure, sure, sure. It's a good analogy. Thank you. I did like Big Bubble. <laughs> um, hey, so what are we talking about today? What was there music involved? Uh, yeah, L ten eleven, a Mexican band. A Mexican band from, about airplanes. From the City of Angels, California. What, did you know where they were from before? No. Were you bummed when you found out they were from L.A.? No. 
I mean, it made sense. I'm always bummed when I find out bands are from LA. <laughs> really? Yeah. Or even like actors, because it's like such a I, LA to me is a nothing city. And yeah. I, I know there is a there is like um an inherent culture that has been there for for years and years. Mm-hmm. But like if you think about music scenes like around the country, you can okay, you know, these cities have different sounds or different genres or like sure. just different musical scenes. When I think of the LA music scene, I I just think of people who moved there to be famous. Mm-hmm. And, and and to me it's just a very it's nothing. It's it's bland. It doesn't have like an identity. Like I I know to an extent that's not true and not fair, but I wanted L1011 to be why why aren't they from Seattle or Oakley? Who told you about Oakley? You did. Has this come up already? Yeah, we've talked about it. Why? Oh, yeah, yeah, because you went to a wedding there. Yes. That, that, that was your f- first marriage? <laughs> it wasn't my wedding. What do you mean? <laughs> like, she got married to you, but you didn't get married to her? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not at that part of the episode yet, but huh, I guess marriage really is the new going steady. No, we're not there. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I actually don't remember when I first heard this man because it was not like right after the album came out or anything. I looked at the MP3s to see the date of when they were created and it was in 2011. So oh. <laughs> I bet that... I randomly found a promo CD at the record store, or I may have just downloaded them off of some blog. So uh, like, like a math rock blog or whatever. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that. Cause that's like the fourth time you, you've used that phrase. So you had never heard them before 2011. Correct. Okay. Um, Cause the, their first album and the first song we're going to talk about came out in. Oh, five. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a four. Oh, four. I, I just expected that you would have like, yeah, read about them on some blog way back then. Not according to my MP3s. Well, that, and that makes sense. Danny, do you remember in the propaganda episode when we got to the final song, I told this cute little story about how my mom read to me and mm-hmm. she would ask me to say goodnight to all the letters in the book she was reading me. Yes, I well, do remember this. To kind of continue on that, that was, I was very young and, and my mom um, really wanted me to um, be literate, unlike my sister. And so we were, she would read a lot to me and she would go over all of my letters and simple words with me. Um, I, there was, for some reason, even though they're not similar, I had trouble with two letters. I would mix them up mm-hmm. and the, like the letter that, you know, is in words like son or silly for some reason, instead of putting two, two curves on that letter, I would make it almost like a triangle. And so my mom would look at me, write the alphabet and she would say, <laughs> she would comment on how everything looked good, but there was one mistake. My only S were V-ing.
is that even followable? <laughs> sure. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, Danny, my only swerving um, yep. would have been the, the first song on the album you said you listened to maybe once. Mm-hmm. Did it ring any bells when it started? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I expected to them to be a lot more mathy than they are. Because okay. they're not really that mathy. No, they're not. I probably like heard some mathy stuff because there is like a mathy guitar part in here. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is mathy stuff. I'm not going to listen to this anymore. All right, I'm going to listen to Ghosts and Vodka or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I was surprised by all the electronic-y type sounds in there and the, the electronic drums I thought was cool. I was a little disappointed when I found out they were a two-piece. Disappointed and impressed. Okay. At the same time. Because I wanted to see like a stage with like, you know, three or four people and some cool synthesizers to look at. But no, it's just a guy with a double neck guitar and bass and a bunch of pedals. Yeah. And a a drummer. And a drummer with a a regular set as well as like an electronic pad. Yeah. Yeah. Off to one side. Um, Oh, well, okay. So... More disappointed or more impressed? I guess more impressed because they are a very full sounding band, especially since he relies so much on the bass to the point now where he, uh, in interviews and stuff that I was watching, he said he doesn't even really use the double neck that much anymore. Um, He just uses six string basses instead because he is a bass player, not a guitar player. Um, but yeah, they have such a full sound thanks to, you know, looping so many parts together. Um, and yeah, I don't, it's, it's, I've seen plenty of bands use, use looping pedals. Uh, oftentimes it's just like, you know, kind of looping one little part, uh, here and there or a solo artist kind of looping different things before they start playing their song. Have you ever heard Um, of a... Uh, not a band, but an artist named Sulky Darky. <laughs> I do remember Sulky Darky. I think he may have uh, dabbled in some loops. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, and I totally forgot about him and his loops. Oh that yeah, it was fun. Um, that's going to be for only <laughs> for only us. Uh, that yes, reference. Yeah. But yeah, or like minus the bear too. Their guitar player. If you've seen them play live, like he does, he like builds the song before they actually start playing the song and it's it's cool to watch like him do the little parts and then uh, as he's playing he has the four different looping pedals and it seems that instead of doing it that way with l1011 he builds it as the song is going which is kind of cool right so okay so let's talk about that because that whole idea of disappointed or impressed and the method that he uses to perform and write these songs, I think is pretty integral into one's appreciation of this band. Mm-hmm. But then it gets into the territory of like, well, should that matter? And like, and if it does, why? And yes, mm-hmm. you, you, you could answer all of these questions just by like giving me that meme that says like, you like what you like. Okay, I get it. <laughs> but I have some... I, I mean, I really like this band. I also have some criticisms about some of the songs, and I think some of that is because they 
are limited in what they can do and how they can do it because they are just a two-piece and they rely on on looping. And mm-hmm. I think that's cool because I think restrictions and limitations sometimes can force you to think differently. And certainly they're a very unique band, or he's a very unique songwriter. Yeah. But, okay, I'm impressed that he can do this, that he can loop and he can lay down four different parts and, and layer them in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. But is that better than if there was just two or three other people on stage who could, you know, be more more expansive and not, you know, maybe so repetitive or or whatever? You know, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like so Yeah. It's yeah, boy, this is a really cool way. I've never seen this this done before. And then once you see them play live, then you go listen even to just, you know, the albums, you can then you can still hear the way the songs are being built mm-hmm. a, a part on part on part. And that kind of plays yeah. into how you listen to them. But should it matter? No, but at the same time, you you kind of have to only you kind of think about like with a critical mindset of, well, if they were a three piece or a four piece, obviously they'd have different ways of thinking, you know, the different heads or whatever building the songs in different ways mm-hmm. that you wouldn't he wouldn't be limited to only the things that he can do but that's the way he writes these songs and it works for them it doesn't get too repetitive that's something that can happen with bands that use a lot of looping mm-hmm. their songs at least these five songs didn't didn't ever feel repetitive to me they would change it up and bring little loops back later on in the song uh and it worked it mm-hmm. worked out well where it, it wasn't just like doing the same loop the entire time and building on it and building on it and building on it right and maybe taking something away and putting something else back or whatever anytime anytime i've tried to do any looping stuff i'm horrible at it i understand the skill that it takes to do things like that i'm just i don't have, my rhythm is not the best and so i'm just real bad at that kind of stuff so it it definitely and kind of obviously takes some serious skill um especially all the different loops plus he's got a bunch of pedals that he's messing with at the same time as well right and at first when um you were talking about the electronic aspects of this band you think you know you think of okay this band is uh a laptop and a synth you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but but the fact that it is being done with bass, guitar, drums, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, that is, again, another thing that probably should not matter in terms mm-hmm. of your enjoyment of the final product. But it does. I, yeah. I think, again, I think that is cool. <laughs> like it makes it a lot more interesting. Yeah. That he is making those sounds with a bass most of the time. Like if you went to and a, some pedals. Right. Yeah, you're right. It is a bass most of the time, and he, yeah. Th- there's another band called. Um, they're they're not at all similar except for the fact that they're a two piece, just bassist and drummer. Um, they are called Royal Blood. They they have one song that I think is m- might be like top ten all time song. I guess oh. it's so badass. Um, and but none of their other songs really sound like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's like. Oh, you can play a four-string bass, play like really high up on the neck, and you know basically you, you're filling all that space that would be there if there was no bass at all. 
but you're playing mm-hmm. the high range like he does in L10, 11 a lot to yeah. to give you know give it cool melody and and, and good dynamics. What I was gonna say is like. Okay, what do you think about this analogy? If, you know, you go to an art gallery and there's a bunch of paintings and they're like, you know, this artist did this by shaving shaving his cat and, like, <laughs> gluing the fur to a drumstick and then he holds the drumstick in uh, his armpit and then he paints with his back to the canvas, and so he's just moving his shoulders around, and that's how he paints. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but I, I don't really like the painting. But you're supposed to take the method kind of... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all together. The method is part of the art, right? Yeah. And so I, I think that L1011 is kind of like that, where you can't necessarily just take the song just at face value. You you either care about how they do it or not, and it's fine mm-hmm. if you don't. Like, if you just want to yeah. listen to a good song and you don't think this is a good song, you don't give a shit how many loops <laughs> there was or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, man, like, yeah, he, oh, and then he puts the pick in his mouth and then he does the harmonics on the on the second neck and like, eh, who gives a shit, maybe. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah it, it's kind of nerdy, and I was kind of worried that it might just immediately lose you. Because you can think that the song would be superior had they just decided to be a normal band. (laughs) Yeah, and no, I mean, it doesn't take away from it at all when I found that out. Like I said, I mean, I was was mostly disappointed because I was hoping, like I kind of like I said, just to see some synthesizers and have, you know, a bit of a gear-gasm, if you will. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like listening to the songs and then watching him put them together uh, especially when he's playing with a double neck and he's fucking showing off and playing like one thing on the bass neck and one thing on the guitar neck yeah was, he's so like, good at tapping calm it down you fucking bastard <laughs> yeah yeah it's insane um okay so how many songs did you listen to before you watched any videos um all of them okay uh, so all five Multiple times um, or just the once before you saw them live? Probably just once, I think. Because, yeah, I kind of I, I did it a little differently this time. Last time I kind of like listened and took notes the first time. Mm-hmm. And this time I listened to them like once or twice before I started taking notes. So I think I listened to them once or twice and then wanted to see what they were doing. Because whenever I hear like Matthew stuff, I, I kind of want to see them play and just kind of drool over like guitar playing and stuff. Right. Even though they're not mathy. They have some mathy parts. Yeah, man. They do. They, they can be math adjacent maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So after you saw a video of them playing live and you were like, Oh, this isn't what I thought they were. How did mm-hmm. that change your listening experience after that? I don't know. Like I mean, did it recontextualize started... the band at all for you? Well, Part of the problem was I came in expecting them to be a math rock band. And so the entire time I was listening to them, I mean, those first few times and then seeing them play the songs live, that was constantly changing what I thought about them. Because I went in expecting to hear like mathy guitar and drums and bass. And then... 
I hear them and I hear a little bit of mathy guitar, but mostly some electronic sounds and some electronic drums and some acoustic drums. I'm like, okay, this is not what I was expecting to hear. So then I'm picturing something in my mind and then I go watch them play and oh shit, it's only a two piece. And this guy is doing all this stuff on the bass, which is also impressive because I would have expected him to be doing a lot of it on guitar. Um, just seeing him make the the six string bass sound so much like a guitar sometimes and then like a whole bunch of different instruments as well. It's really impressive. And a lot of times when I listen to mathy bands or specific genres, I'm like, God, I want to start a band like this. I want to play this kind of music. And then I try like a mathy band. I'll try to do some tapping stuff and I'm never very good at it and it never goes anywhere. I kind of started off that way listening to them. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm going to, you know, get out my guitar and do some tapping stuff. And then I watch them play and I'm just like, yeah, I'm never going to be able to do anything <laughs> like this. Nope. So yeah. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah. I'm. How, how good are you at like tapping on one part and then like doing harmonics on another at the same time it's just like so th there's even um it, okay so we haven't even talked about anything specific with the song yet my only swerving mm -hmm. but there's that part where he is tapping with his right hand on the guitar and then mm -hmm. when his left hand he's just tapping on and off one note on the bass yeah. just yeah you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. i think that was my favorite part of the song it is i think so because there's a uh, he's doing kind of a mathy sounding guitar part, and then the bass. I honestly listening to it before watching it didn't really notice the bass because it's like you said, it's just the one note and kind of on and off, on and off. Right, and it's it's super high, um, so it kind of mixes in with yeah, the guitar. But alongside of that, the drummer starts doing the this like rhythmic. I don't know if it's still called a rim shot, but kind of like that on the the rim of the snare drum mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite things to hear in a song for whatever reason uh, i just really like that sound the kind of tippity tapping on the the rim of the snare drum or right on the the bass drum or whatever so yeah that whole part was kind of my favorite part of this song in particular i mean as a whole you what do you think about the song it's kind of hard to for me to make opinions on these kind of songs, like instrumental songs. Oh, well, this is going to be a bad no, episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel like none of the songs, each song had like maybe one part that really stood out. The whole time I was listening to them, I was mostly just focusing on his technique and stuff. I don't know, maybe have, maybe it was kind of a mistake to focus mainly on that. I, I like the, the part that kind of sounds like a little slide toward the beginning. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That part. And then, yeah, like I said, the, the mathy part where he's tapping, tapping on the bass as well. And then the, the, what the drummer is doing kind of all combined. Those are kind of the parts that stuck out in this song for me. Okay. Second song. <clears throat> I mean, it's already such a stupid sentence. Like it doesn't really need a pun. Yeah. Yeah. Marriage is the new going steady.
Plus, he already made a pun earlier. Well, yeah. So, hey. Hey. They're not a math rock band. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They're sufferable. Wikipedia describes them as post-rock. Sure, I, I can see that more than math rock. Um, yeah. Really, what they, makes them so unique, what makes them stand out is just their choice of sounds with electronic cool. drums and weird guitar effects and and the looping. Yeah. Right? Yes. But I think when you, f- when I gave them to you last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, you were <laughs> like, oh yeah, I remember them. They're kind of like electronic and dancey. And I was like, huh. Pretty sure I said math rock. And you said, mm, yeah. Oh, here we Oh, damn it. Never mind. That was about Joy Formidable. I was about to like, I was about to pwn you so hard. <laughs> Never mind. I've been self-pwned. But yeah, they started to remind me of kind of post-rock type bands as I as I was listening more, especially on this one, Marriages in a Going Steady, started to get like toe vibes or tortoise or the... Uh, a lot of people brought up Sigur Ross, which I didn't really... I don't know. Maybe I haven't heard enough of that band. Can I add them to the list? You can. I've... I fucking love Sigur Ross. Do you? Oh, yeah. No, oh. Like, no joke. Like, top 10 favorite band. Wow. Okay, yeah. Please, please do. Uh, I mean, I heard quite a few songs at the at the store, because or not quite a few, but I just remember them coming on, and, and uh, Brandy always saying he sounds like a cat maybe that's why i like him so much yeah i don't know i think when i first heard them the one time i probably didn't listen to the whole album i heard some tapping and i was like oh yeah it's mathy cool Um, are are we talking about l1011 again yes we are okay let's tell me specifically about your thoughts on marriage is the new going steady i don't have much like I said, I didn't really take very many notes for some stupid reason. But I was too busy drooling, like, oh, look at him do the thing with the thing. Did you know that it's still like a secret? The name of this album is a nod to Keep It Like a Secret, the Built to Spill album. Which is a foreshadowing nod to In Keeping Secrets. <laughs> sure it is. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, that's what Wikipedia said, so who knows if it's actually true. But <laughs> Gospel. He does a cool part uh, where he, he loops something for a little while, and then he reverses that sound. I don't know if I knew that. I don't know if I recognized that in the song. Yeah. Mm, let me see if I can find it really quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't think I realized that's what it was, but yeah, I know that part, of course. Yeah, so there's that, that part that they reversed, and I thought that was cool. It was very cool. We talked about how they can kind of be, or there's potential to fall in the the trap of being repetitive when you're mm-hmm. when you're looping, yes. when almost everything they do, or he does, I can almost say, almost everything he does is a hook, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everything is catchy, and he just layers 
different catchy things over each other. But this song, it it doesn't just... Th- there's a song we're going to talk about that I almost didn't put on here because I found it to be two, four bars of this, four bars of this, four bars of this, on and on and on and on. But mm-hmm. it's like, I wanted to put something from that album, and it's like a very popular song. But um, this song, I think, is very far away from that. It is a very like fleshed out, complete, full song. And it has that. What, what do you think about two thirds, three quarters in, it kind of like swells into that, that like big, kind of big sounding part? You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. like everything comes together? Yeah. Anytime they do that, especially before we talked today, I was watching a video. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, it was it was you are enough. But um every time the the drummer switches from the electronic drums and hit starts hitting the acoustic drums, mm-hmm. it it just picks up and it's so great. And I mean we'll get to you are enough later, but there's a part in that song where he does that and it's just kind of this driving beat with the way he's hitting the hi hat and you know eighth notes are i don't fucking know um but just uh king of math rock here can't count (laughs) i'll talk about it but don't ask me to explain it Um, but yeah pretty much anytime they they go from like the electronic drums and start doing a beat on the on the acoustic drums it just changes the whole feeling and aesthetic of the song there is a part um, there's a part in this song where it's very, very simple. I, I hope I can cue it up here. I mean, we've already been doing this for nine and a half hours, so if we have to wait ten seconds to get to the part, who cares? But uh, that that is kind of, I think, what you're talking about. And it, the, the bass comes in and he's doing the ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so am I, you know, <laughs> riding high on the drug music. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the song we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that part. I, I'm a real sucker for that part. Uh, slow builds into like that swell of mm-hmm. basically, you know, it, it's an everything and the kitchen sink type of part. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. So here's where I may have misstepped. Uh, okay, we'll talk. <laughs> this this third song. So the album Marriage is the new going steady is on. It's still like a secret, which um, I don't know if you know this, but it's actually kind of a reference to a Built to Spill album. I didn't know that. I thought it was a reference to uh, Coheed and Cambria album. I really like this album. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know what else is on that album? Mm-hmm. Ian Mackay was right about what? Indian Winter. There's a band called Indian Summer also. Indian I did Summer. not know that. That makes sense because that's a thing. Mm-hmm. 
So I kind of felt like maybe this was a misstep and I considered giving you another song here. Was it? Should I have regrets? No. This was my favorite song. Really? Yes. So for uh, quite a few years, I was very into a band called We Carry Thy Banner. Mm-hmm. This small band from Livermore, California. And they did a kind of like internet download only album or EP or whatever you want to call it. And it was just like these like cool electronic things that they composed. And a lot of the sounds that I'm getting on this song and some of the other songs too, but this song in particular, that thing in the, in the beginning, it just reminds me a lot of some of the sounds that they would, they would incorporate as well. And so I really liked that in this song. It's, just kind of brought back memories of listening to that band. So that was that was fun. Again, I, I have in, in my notes when the acoustic gum, drums come in, sounds really rad. I don't know. Do they do that in every song? Uh, I don't know that they like specifically go from like like small to big in, mm-hmm. in in that deliberate of a way. But I mean, I think they use both or he uses both drums in almost every song. Yeah, this one would also make a good like video game type soundtrack too. Probably a lot of their songs would fit nicely in Definitely. a video game. They're like a modern advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I actually had heard more of this band, or at least the uh, what is the bass player's name? His name's Christian Dunn. Christian Dunn. Yeah, and the the drummer is Tim Fogarty. You see that stash on that guy lately? Oh yeah, he's got it. He's got quite a stash. Two very interesting looking dudes, yeah. Yeah, they're interesting. They're interesting looking band and interesting sounding band. Hmm. Maybe that maybe there's a connection there. Maybe that's why every musical project I've been a part of has been so fucking boring. <laughs> but yeah, this one was my fave. Oh, you just sent me a picture. <laughs> An unfortunate picture of him. Hey man, you can't help what you're what you look like when you're oh. fucking playing some high notes on the bass. I can't wait to listen to a song that he uses the acoustic bass on, or not acoustic fretless bass. Because I don't know if any of these songs he used the fretless bass or not, but I want to watch him play the fretless bass. Right? Yeah, these might all be double neck songs. Yeah, I think the fretless bass is a new. Um, well, so it might be on our final song. The final song, the video I watched on the final song, he was using a six-string. Six-string bass? Yeah. Fretted? Fretted with frets. It was, it was not sans fret? No. <laughs> can, oh, can I put uh, sans fret on the list? Have you ever heard them? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Go ahead and record that album. And then <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. At that'd least be a good, five songs. That would be a good prank. <laughs> I've only ever seen one band play a fretless bass, and... I don't remember it that well. So, <laughs> who was the band? Oxbow. What What is Oxbow? What kind of music do they play? <sighs> Are they an American experimental rock band from San Francisco? Sure. Founded in, founded in '88. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Experimental rock. That's the easiest way to describe them. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why was this? Why did you feel this would be a misstep? Because I feel like this is the song that close it's the closest to being boring and repetitive i think Mm. it's a lot of like we're gonna do four bars of this and then we're gonna add one thing and do four more bars and then add one thing 
it feels to me just kind of like Legoed together versus <laughs> marriage is the new going steady to me seems like very written. And yeah, it just doesn't fall into that like repetitive four by four trap. Yeah. I like using Lego as a verb. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, but it but worked though. I I don't dislike the song, but I did. I was worried that that's what your takeaway was going to be. And if you felt that about one song, you could easily just say like, ah, I kind of feel about it for all the songs. Yeah, kind of like I said earlier, like I didn't feel that way about any of these songs because you can easily fall into that territory with looping. Yeah, um, because you are. You know, it's in the name. You're looping the same part over and over again. Yeah, it's... But they, he turns them off and on enough, and they're catchy and interesting enough to where it doesn't, for me, it never felt repetitive or tiring. Right. Well, let's move on to the fourth of five songs, um, which happens to be a phrase I say to my lovely postman every day when he hands me my mail. I go... Thanks, Bill. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't even think that, I don't think. People are going to even get that. <laughs> I don't know if like uh, I made it clear that I was like looking at a bill that I had to pay. <laughs> the pause was was perfect. Okay, thanks. Yeah, because <laughs> I was expecting you to say thanks, Bill. Right. Too easy. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna do something about how we talked about AAA sports, and this one there's also AA sports, mm-hmm. which you could also say. AA and mm. Bill founded AA, so thanks, Bill. Yeah. How, so, how would you do the sports thing? I don't know. Like, hit a ball. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that the chorus effect on the bass. Oh. Super, super 80s sounding, huh? Sounds like the cure or something. Hmm. I, I would have to go back and listen specifically for that, but I am inclined to believe you. Yeah. It's a very. Uh, Chorus itself is a very 80s effect, but... uh, Oh. What? I thought we were using chorus in different... Yeah, that's why I said chorus effect. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. Probably because I was being an asshole and just talking over you because I want to hear my voice. Probably. But yeah, that that part stuck out to me, the the bass line on that because of the chorus. The those fucking rock chords in there it sounds like a Thin Lizzy song or something. It's great. The part that's like boom, 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 that part. Yeah, boom. Yeah, I just wanted to like pump my fist every time I heard that. Thanks, Bill. When this, I think I like this is probably the only album of theirs that I listened to like right when it came out. When I learned about this band, it was well after their first two albums at least maybe their first three so their second album um every direction is north was i think oh seven and i i still hadn't heard anything from them um and i like it but i i didn't end up putting anything on that album for you um Hmm. and now i'm glad i didn't because if i did it would have taken away your favorite song oh and then i would have hated them all yeah (laughs) but uh so how did you how did you come across the band we haven't we actually didn't talk about that um, I don't remember. 
I'm trying to remember if I knew of them in Sacramento, and I truly don't recall. My guess is that they were a band I discovered in my early Spotify days, just by like mm. a fans also listen to type of thing. Sure, yeah. Um, Maybe because of some some math rock bands that you like. To be honest, it was probably um, Explosions in the Sky. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a band who now, when I have to hear them, so ev- every other commercial that doesn't have wait what has your hand in mine or um, first breath after coma in it. Fucking explosions in the sky fans get to be like very low in the entertainment industry, but they get to choose all the music for commercials. And so they yeah. always think they're being cool and they choose an explosions in the sky song and it's never used well or it's not the right song. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, well, I like this really cool instrumental band. It doesn't mean it has to go in your commercial. You, you could be using an L1011 song. Exactly. Anyway, I think that is probably what led me to L1011. Okay. Uh, and I'm guessing I started getting into them around 1011, as in 2010 and 2011. <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, because it was before this album Transitions came out. And so, thanks, Bill. Well, I'm kind of surprised is like maybe the third most listened to song on this album was <laughs> for sure my favorite. Okay, do do we want to talk at all about the like meaning behind it or no? I I have neutralized your appreciation and need for decent lyrics, and I yeah. feel like it's just like I've basically like kicked one of your knees out, and you're, <laughs> you're operating like at like half power right now. Because like according to him, this song is about something very very meaningful to him. Yes, he says because he says Bill saved his marriage. Yes. Um, but you would not know that by listening to the song. You have to listen to him talk about the song, mm-hmm. which is very funny to me. But yeah, and I guess that's okay because that. What does that mean? He's probably writing them for himself, mm-hmm. so he feels a little something extra when he plays this song, and he's like everyone in the crowd. They can just you know bob their heads. Yeah, just do some dancing. Yeah, do some dancing, which is what Mary Steen Burgeon likes to say every night. Who? She is married to Ted Danson. (laughs) Good job, Dante. Thanks. You know, Dante, you are enough. Final song that I punished you with and and i thought about this one for a while too because this is one of their newer songs Mm -hmm. certainly the newest i gave you and i i wanted to give you something from their more recent albums but all of their like quote unquote hits are from like their first four three albums Mm -hmm. and then there's been a couple since then that you know i i I think kind of like you were saying last week with propaganda is just like you get to the point where you're like I think I've had enough, like I have enough of this band. Like I have everything I need. And more so with L1011 than a band like Propagandy, if they're not going to do something drastically different to their sound, Mm -hmm. it's going to be potentially more of the same, you know? Yeah. I kind of feel like if I did go uh, listen to their albums, I I feel like maybe I would get kind of um, bored. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're a mood band. Like you yes. have to be in the right mood. Instrumental music for me, most of the time, I, I do have to be in a specific mood to kind of put it on. So what about bands like Alcest? I can listen to them all the time. Not instrumental. You have no idea what the songs are about. You have no idea what they're singing. Mm-hmm. So does that, like, would that normally be a, a mood band for you, except that Alcest is just so good they transcend that? The songwriting on those on those songs, it, it's just great. And it every time I put it on, I'm just like, yeah, this shit right here. This is it. And yeah, I mean, a, a lot of those songs are almost instrumental because they're longer songs. They don't have a ton of lyrics. And yeah, like those those kind of bands are like a lot of the the doom bands that I listen to, like Funeral Doom stuff. I was talking to my bandmate about this podcast and he's like, oh, you should. <laughs> he told me I should give you Mournful con- Congregation because five Mournful Congregation songs would be like, I don't know, probably two hours long. Oh, jeez, uh, man. Like, <laughs> that, I don't know, you've given me some Doom stuff. Um, Chrome Ghosts comes to mind. I was in an mm-hmm. airport when you gave that to me, and, and that was a really good yeah, uh, a good listen. So I am I think that'd be a type of music or a, a band that I would like. But uh, So anyway, so obviously I did give you this song. It is one of their longer songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that kind of runs the risk of, you know, oh, now all of a sudden I have to fill six minutes of loops. <laughs> Um, how do we not get competitive, competitive, Jesus Christ. Hey buddy, do you like this song? I do like this song. Cool. If I had to pick a least favorite, it might be this one. Hmm. Um, that's not to say it's a bad song. Right. I did really like, again, similar to the last song, although they didn't have a thin Lizzie feel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but he's got some like distorted chords in there that are real, real good. Yeah. Um, real heavy sounding. And, and again, the acoustic drums come in and the song picks up and it takes a good turn. It Yeah. I, I kind of agree actually. Um, where this is a, a good song, not great, but it has, like you said, a few elements that really stick out that mm-hmm. kind of slide part in the beginning mm-hmm. that ends up like kind of being the through line of the song like that yeah. it, you know repeats a bunch that like yeah really high slide those like thick chords like for a band that's mm-hmm. like doesn't really do that a lot it's really cool when they do yes and and then yeah like you said when the, when the drums come in now yeah maybe you want a little bit more for a song of that length but if you're in the mood and you know you're you're driving and just kind of letting your thoughts go, or mm-hmm. you know you're you're working on something, and and it, it almost sounds mean um, or disrespectful to say something is good background music, but sometimes you don't have the like ability to focus on a podcast while you're working on something. Yeah, and, yeah. and a, a song like this, I think, is like really really perfect for that kind mm-hmm. of situation. Yeah, absolutely, it's great music to put on any of these songs really because you don't have to focus on the lyrics at all because there are none you never do Um, you don't have to be a slave to lyrics you gotta learn to free (laughs) yourself from that so yeah it's good you know study music or whatever you whatever you want to (laughs) say fucking danny when was the last time you studied something other than maybe like a youtube tutorial for how to edit a podcast I, i study things for my job are you now again? Are you considering this podcast part of your job? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I, I I have to research things for my 
for my job. And so, yeah, I would listen to a band like this while I was researching because I wouldn't be able to listen to a podcast. Right. Or I could be distracted by those pesky lyrics. So L1011 is definitely a band I will follow up on. I'm, I'm curious to to see what else they do. I would really enjoy to see them live one of these days if the world ever starts again. Because, like I said, they've come through Sacramento quite a few times, so they would definitely come back through, I would assume. Where have they played? Blue Lamp, Ace of Spades, and Harlow's, at least. They played the Blue Lamp? Yeah, they played at the Blue Lamp in 2012. What the fuck? Yep. (laughs) So did I. (laughs) So, fucking get your shit together, L1011. Yep. We played Harlow's in 2017 and 2018. It's weird. They're they're a band that, on one hand, I understand why they would play venues of that size. Like, there's no reason that they should be big by any Mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. But they're also a band that's so specific, and you would think that they would have a pretty good following in cities Sacramento's size. I mean, I guess guess it's a step up from the Blue Lamp for sure, but Harlow still kind of seems small for them harlow's is where the big indie bands play yeah you know i I know they were always built to spill always plays there stephen malcolmus played there those kind of like not to the point where they're like a classic band like wilco wouldn't play there right not even jeff tweedy solo i don't think would play there yeah, like them coming through, L1011 coming through, headlining wouldn't play Ace of Spades, I don't think, ever. Yeah, I guess there's what in Sacramento would be the in-between. Because, yeah, obviously they're not going to, like, fucking play Memorial or something. Yeah. What, what, like, yeah, what would opening. be a step up from Harlow's? Ace of Spades. That's it, yeah. Yeah. I want to see L1011. Guys, if you're listening, consider this. <laughs> Christian, Tim, is that his name? Tim, I already forgot. Sure. They would be really cool to see at, um, is it Luigi's Garden? Luigi's Fun Garden. Fun Garden? Yeah. Yeah. I For some reason, that seems like a venue that would suit them 10 years ago. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if it still existed, yeah, that would be great. Oh, how long has it been gone? A long time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Since, well, probably 2012, maybe. Is the, the pizza place still there? It's a different pizza place now. Danny, why do things change? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. The equivalent to Luigi's in Sacramento now is the Colonial Cafe. It'd be cool to see them at, at Colonial, for sure. Where, where's that at? It's on Stockton Boulevard. It wasn't anything when you were here. It's okay. I wasn't either. So, <laughs> um, oh, so this is a band you'll, you'll revisit. You'd like yes. to see them live. I would like to see them live. I will definitely listen to some more stuff. I am... Absolutely going to listen to the Ian McKay song because I'm a dork for that. Sure. want to see that fretless bass in action. I think I would give them, I'll give them three seconds of my summer. Okay. Respectable. Yeah. Um, when you said that you wanted to see that fretless bass in action, uh, mm-hmm. it made me realize that fretless, for some reason, that is a good way to describe Christian Dunn's look. Like when you look at his face, especially in the like, there's this black and white photo that I need to find for you. He has a fretless face. Yeah, sure. Makes sense to me. Danny, the last time you punished me, you punished me with propaganda. 
a band I had all sorts of preconceived notions about in a genre I had all sorts of preconceived notions about and I came out on the other side of that better mm-hmm. I better understood the band the the genre um, at least what the the best of the genre could be um, I'd, yes and, I'd agree with that statement but it, it started with a lot of trepidation mm-hmm. and because of that I'm going to give you a band that is also going to give you much trepidation. And I also think a much different outcome. Okay. I am not at all optimistic about this. You have already, I think, via text, texted your your displeasure. I think I was able to feel your eyes rolling. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. Danny, the next time we meet, I will be punishing you with the Bay Area Zone, <laughs> Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Is that where you thought it was going? Yep. Yep. That band. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Good boy, Danny, <laughs> screaming at me to start the show, getting me on edge. Oh, Not a straight edge. No, no. A bent edge. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag bent edge. That is what you call it when the guitarist from U2 does yoga. <laughs> hey, is your mic down or something? Uh, no, my mic is not down. Oh, weird. Why? I I just couldn't hear anything after that great joke.